KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Glad you're with us. Hope you can stay with us for the next couple of hours as we will talk sports with you. It's a couple of the most... Exciting words in all the sports. Game seven. We've got one tonight and we'll talk about it today here. Uh, coming up in the, oh, next 20 minutes or so, Eddie Garcia, who is part of KXNO's programming. Uh, overnights. Uh, he's with the uh, National Fox Sports Radio team that uh, does overnights here. Eddie Garcia, huge hockey guy, does the Puck Podcast. One of the first podcasts that really became popular. Um, back in well, he's probably been doing this for over 10 years. Yeah, sounds about right. I think 2009, I know Bill Simmons, I think that's when he started. Mm-hmm. Adam Carolla, away, for, away from the sports sphere, but he was big into it early on and kind of launched things that way. A decade of podcasts. You going to listen to your first one soon? No, I'm not. Not quite. No, no. no. Um, John Miller almost uh, hooked me um was it yesterday? Whatever. Him and Dace did a podcast yeah. and got Dace's perspective on Oliver Martin. Mm-hmm. And I came really close to clicking. I thought, eh. No, no. No, nah, just not ready yet. It'll, they'll, they'll come a time. In the 2020s. Maybe that's something. We all have to have goals, right? Yes. Well, Matt, that might be one of mine. So we'll talk to Eddie Garcia coming up here, previewing game number seven tonight. It is the Blues. It is the Bruins. If you're a Blues fan, you're probably a little down in the dump after uh, game number six, but I think you're going to be fine. We shall see. So we'll do that. Um, now, you said you're going to have to step out for a minute. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I got, uh, well, the, the little one, you know, has got some babysitting duties and I all got, kinds of things. She's going babysitting now? No. I was going to say. A new babysitter, though, ah. for the next couple of days as uh, one of my buddy's daughters is going to take her first crack at trying to slay the dragon that is little Ella. Oh, boy. <laughs> that kid. Yeah. It keeps me on my toes, that is for sure. Indeed. So uh, I will, we'll talk to Eddie Garcia coming up. And then Matt Rudy, of course, the U.S. Open starts tomorrow at Pebble Beach. We'll get our buddy Matt Rudy in here, a preview with Matt. He's been at the first two majors. I'm not sure if he's if Golf Digest is sending him across the country or not. He's based in Connecticut. So whether he'll show up at Pebble Beach, regardless, we'll talk to Matt uh, about the tournament. It's Wednesday. That means David Kaplan is going to slide on in here. We'll talk to Cappy at about 11.20. I know you're sick and tired of me here, uh, saying this, but hopefully there are some new people finding the show. We have to tape Cappy every morning, every Wednesday when we have him, because he's on the air in Chicago right now. So about 8.35 on Wednesday mornings, we talk to Cappy and then cross our fingers that no huge story in Chicago sports breaks in the two hours or whatever it is, three hours, I guess, before uh, we are the piece. So Cappy coming up at about 11.35. Well, we can do baseball. We can do the U.S. women's soccer uh, from yesterday if you want. I'm into it. I love soccer, Trent. I've told you this in the past. Uh, I watched the, well, I watched the first 47 minutes, the 45 of the first half, and then two minutes of extra time and knew there's no reason really to uh, watch the second half of the game and it just got completely out of hand. It's one of those things that I mean, you just you don't anticipate. It you saw I saw as a degenerate. 5 5 was the number. Right. <laughs> now I didn't touch it but it felt like boy that's, that's a, a lot. lot of goals, that's right? A 5 in a goals. soccer game. I thought the same thing when I saw it. You could have got well they scored double digits I saw 70 to 1. 
was no the way. number. At that least prop was off, up there? At one offshore, double digits, or maybe it was, you know, it was double digits. I wonder if they got beat up on that. That's a good question. Well, probably know, low minimums. At, yeah. uh, I mean, for sure low minimums, but boy, oh boy. <laughs> 70 to 1. Why not? I guess take a swing at it. I mean, it was just, it was so, it was such a huge mismatch. It just, it was, yeah. it just wasn't, it wasn't good sport. It didn't look like even a practice because a practice would have been more compelling than that. Yeah. This was like the North Polar Bears, I don't, facing off with the, going against the Iowa, Iowa State. Yes. In football. Right. Right. It was just, it was, that was, it was lopsided. It, it was wasn't terrible. JV versus varsity. It was no. JV against second graders. Yeah, that kind of thing. Right. It, it, it was it was that bad. So anyway, I, as I've told you, I love soccer, and uh, I watched the World Cup championship by myself in a bar. My, my, we were I don't know where we were. Uh, I think we were staying at, just outside Newark Airport, getting ready to catch a flight the next morning. My wife wouldn't. There was only one TV in the room, and uh, wasn't I, happening. And I wasn't hitting a soccer game, so I went down to the bar uh, at the Hilton, had dinner, drank some. They had Stella on tap, so oh, I perfect. was in my glory. Yeah, um, and there was a whole bunch of people down there. We had a blast. Yeah, had a blast watching the uh, uh, the final four years ago. So we're into it. And there was a lot of controversy about the goal scoring. Mm-hmm. I, I have a problem with the with the thirteen goals. The celebration was a little over the top. Although, yeah. hang on a second, I'm a Canadian, and John Sears said on Twitter that I'm not allowed to talk about it because Canadians. Boo or cheered rather when Kevin all of us Trent oh, every, every single one of, one of us yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant when he got hurt there was some there was some fans in the Scotiabank place that cheered for his injury and Canadians have no right to be talking about this according to Johnson listen if you're WHO you are dropping to your knees every night and hoping nothing happens to Keith Murphy because if it does this kid is going to take you right down the dumps in my opinion John Sears far cry from Keith Murphy Taken after you Canadians and not, not a you good place pick to pick a go. fight? Yes. <laughs> you Canucks know how to drop gloves. Yeah. It, you know what? It triggered me. It I did. started, I started to respond oh. on Twitter this morning. I thought, nah, it's not yeah. you. No. Um, like I've got a microphone in front of me. I can say my piece and I was pissed off. I was. That's ridiculous. Would Viking fans can't speak about sports anymore because some of those cheered when Anthony Barr knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the game. I can't say anything anymore. Bands. Come on, John Sears. Be better than that. It's short for fanatic. I think all of us have had times in games, whatever sport it may be, that went too far. Yes, absolutely. I have one I can remember vividly. It was the Penn State night game right after the Sandusky thing came out the following season. Mm -hmm. And I said something that I regretted. And as it came out of my mouth, I said, ooh, that wasn't good. I wasn't talking to anybody in particular, but they scored again. I was getting throttled. I was upset. And I said something I shouldn't have. That's what happens as a fan. Do you think those Toronto Raptor fans actually were happy that Kevin Durant... John Sears believes they are. Every one of them. Every one of them. Now, all of us Canadians, apparently. Everybody put in that boat, yeah. That is uh, a little too hot taking. Yeah, that's, I thought the same thing. Anyways, I don't get triggered very often. I don't have a team that really resonates here, the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> right. We don't talk about that. Though but... we do have a new Jets fan in yeah, the building. Yeah, you know what? That's huge news. I thought I was the... Uh, huge news on one hand, but on the other hand, I now have to... I'm no longer the only Jets fan in Polk County. Yes. Um, Tyler, who is training to, um, you know, he's on WHO. He's mm-hmm. going to be sitting in here with you here today. Uh, he's a Jets fan, too. Grew up in Fargo. I guess you're either going to be a Wild fan or um, Tyler looks old enough. They might have even been there for the North Stars uh-huh. uh, or the Jets. So he chose the good guys. And glad to have him aboard. We can talk puck with him. Um, 
But not on the radio. Not on the radio. We, we, know no. that Though we'll, we will do it today in preparation. Yeah, with Eddie Garcia. Seven. So did you have a problem with, I certainly didn't have a problem with 13 zip. I get that that's no. part of the tiebreaker, although come on. Yeah. That's <laughs> Is never it really going to come down to right, that? Exactly. Uh, but that's the excuse. But again, I have no problem with them scoring the celebrations, especially the one gal. Is it Rapioni? Mm-hmm. Who's been on the team forever? Yes, right? scored a yeah. million goals. She's really good. I don't know number seven's name, but we will before this thing comes to an end. She's on the right side. Boy, she's good. Um, and of course, Alex Morgan with her five, five goals. goals. Uh, but the celebrations, really? I mean, you're, you're, you're the ninth. You're, you to take the lead nine nothing over an overmatched team. Mm-hmm. It's like Brandy Chastain scored the winning goal in nineteen whatever it was ninety eight ninety nine. It was that type of celebration, really? Up nine zip little too much absolutely a little too much it will get much more difficult maybe not the next time out though chile will be better chile will be better than uh what we saw out of thailand but then after that what is it sweden's also in their group uh yes yeah, sweden has is in their group yes in the past again i i will learn more as this goes on but i'm with you i'm in every four year right on the men's side every four years on the women's mm-hmm. side that is it I, I can't do a premier league team trend no it's just, I'm the i just same way and, and maybe we're missing something. It, yes. They, they say it's great because mm-hmm. you get up on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and it gives you an excuse to crack a beer open and watch a match and you have your team. The thing I love about soccer, maybe more than anything, is just that tight window. You know it is going to be two hours mm-hmm. and that is it. Yep. Baseball, you three and a half, four, right. four and a half hours, depending on the way the game goes, especially playoff baseball. Leads to that direction. Or, or Red Sox, Yankees, any one of the regular season games. So college football is now three and a half mm-hmm. to three forty-five for every game. Basketball is not going to be over in no. that six o'clock, especially if it's West Virginia and you're the Cyclone fan and you're wanting to watch Iowa State, and they they tip at eight o'clock. You know you're SOL until about eight twenty, eight twenty-five. And now you you have a great setup where I mean you got the window open all day long, but a lot of us have a few other things that kind of mm-hmm. cut into that. And you know, hey soccer. I got two hours. I can dedicate two hours to a team. It works in the mornings with the Premier League. I'm still not there yet, but at some point, maybe I will get there. Maybe. I think that's pushing the envelope too much for me because if I am going to do anything with yeah. my wife on the weekend, it's going to be in the morning before sports. Starts. You do your antiquing, yeah, yeah, whatever. She would. Um, she deserves some time. And yeah. Anyways, all right. So your twins last night. We'll get to the Cubs in a second. The Cubs. Uh, that was ugly. It was five straight now on the road that they have lost. Um. As Quintana yesterday, and then the bullpen, Brock, and uh, Tyler Chatwood. It was mm-hmm. not good yesterday as well. But your twins trend, um, Seattle goes up 3 nothing on Edward, Ed, Edwin Encarnacion home run. Uh, Encarnacion would get called out on strikes in the ninth inning, which was just, <laughs> look, I, I like to see these twins win, right? I yeah. want to see them continue to hold their lead. They're a good talker uh, here in the summer months, and they got a break, but um, that's baseball. We see umpires miss balls and strikes a number of times, and uh, it worked in the Twins' advantage last night as Edward Encarnacion got called out on strike. Well, it was ball four, but they called it strike three, or they, whoever's behind the plate. But, um, you know, your Twins continue to win, and that's a, that's a good win against a scrappy Seattle team mm-hmm. that you had to come back and, you know, and, and beat, and they did. Came right out in the eighth inning, double, double, and they were off and running, got a wild pitch, and then the uh, the lead run by Marwin Gonzalez, who had been looked awful mm-hmm. up until that point. He had three strikeouts before that and then just looked terrible at the plate. I continue to say it, Ken. This team, up and down the lineup, they mash. Nelson Cruz is back in there. He was part of that rally in the eighth inning. I love just watching that guy. The consummate professional hitter, that's yeah. Nelson Cruz. He is. He's just up yep. there. He'll, he'll see a pitch on the edge, and he'll just spit on it. 
And up, that's not something mm-hmm. I can handle. He is so much fun, but up and down this lineup from Rosario, who has gone to another level. He's always been a free swinger. He can get hot at moments, but now he has taken that and he's put it all together. The catching tandem, as Garver is now back, mm-hmm. they have him. Astadio is back down to AAA. He got out Did of they send range. the right guy down? I think so. Did they? Yeah. I, Castro, he's a veteran. He doesn't have yeah. options, so he has to stay well, there. Well, there's your answer. That's that's your answer. Yep. So he would have to be outrighted. You don't want to do that. Estadio, though, he got off to such a great start those first couple of weeks. Over the last month, he had been flailing at things. He is a guy that is going, he's like Vlad Guerrero back in the day. Big Vlad. <laughs> so where not that bad. It would be. That's Astadio. Really? He is. He has the most swings that pitches outside of the strike zone, and it's not even More close. More than Baez? Yes, not even close uh, to whoever's second on the and list. And Baez is cut down. I'll give him yeah, that. But, yep. boy, that's uh, I didn't know that. Astadio, and it, it got it went from, oh, this is fun, to, all right, it's got to a point. You have to learn to take mm. some pitches because pitchers weren't throwing him anything. I mean, not just, well, we're going to play it on the edge here against him. They wouldn't throw him a strike within four inches of the strike zone because well, if you don't have to, why should you? He's going to be hacking away at it. Down there, right away, I think he got five hits his first two games at AAA. Did what you're supposed to do when mm-hmm. you're sent down. But it's a good team. They're, mm-hmm. they're, this is a really good baseball team. My question for you is, they still don't feel like they're built to win in October. No, Houston is. <laughs> yeah, Houston's built to win in October. Be nice to have Ryan Presley still in Ooh, that bullpen for the God. Twins. Yeah, I'll say. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, May was uh, May, May got the save last night. He but, did. You know, put the first two runners on, and then Edward Encarnacion got called out on ball four. Did you realize, and I didn't, and I watched a lot of this guy's career when he's in Toronto. His home run last night was the 401st of his career. I, I would not have guessed that. No, I would have guessed the 300s. Maybe, yeah, but a f- he's part of the 400 home run club. Yeah, that, that is, that's a shocker. It is to me, too. But it was to me, yeah. Did it, what, he had four or five years of 40 home well, runs? Well, him and Bautista, I mean, that, yes. that, boy, what has happened to that franchise? I get nobody cares, move on. It's a rebuild. It is. Baltimore's going through a rebuild. That's baseball today, unless yep. you are. The Yankees went mm-hmm. through a rebuild. Now, their rebuild is different than teams like we're talking about here. Yeah, but their rebuild didn't take anywhere near as long as right. a typical yeah. rebuild did. Quick turnaround, you sell off a couple of pieces and get them back, like Chapman. Mm-hmm. You know what, nice you, I'm Yankees. glad you brought up the Yankees, Trent, because you know those, those, that's one of those franchises um, that you know every position player on the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. At least you did. I don't. Up and down the lineup? I could not. Well, it's because of their injuries, too. Well, I mean, that's part of if it. If they but, were healthy... Mm-hmm. You go, you go around and you look at Giancarlo and Judge and, yeah. and whoever's playing center, be it Ellsbury or Gardner, and you can go around, but they had so many injuries. Uh-huh. There's guys that were not anticipated to be more than quadruple-A players mm-hmm. gone up and delivered. That's a team I don't want to see. No, I the don't Astros think so. Are a team you don't want to see. I, I'm with you. Where's Batanzas? I mean, I know he's hurt. Is he, is he close? I what has happened to him? I thought when he first came into the league, I mm-hmm. thought, holy crap. This is a guy that you can go yes. three innings if you want, or you can put him on the back end of the mm-hmm. bullpen. You can do so many things. He is the flexibility. There's your airman to Mariano Rivera right yes. there. And that didn't has not worked out. Injuries. Did you see that tweet from last night? I retweeted it. Uh, this day, whatever, what, 1996, I guess it was. 25 years ago, yesterday. The 94. Yankee, was it 94? Whatever it was. That'd be 25 years. Okay. Um you're right. Um, the Yankees sent down Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera after a game together. Same game. Really? Yeah. Mariano Rivera and Derek Jeter uh, optioned to AAA. Ooh. Yeah. So whatever they did went, went down to work on, apparently um, 
Uh, it worked out well as they both are Hall of Famers. You know, back to uh, Monday, our conversation with Randy Wayhofer, and this is another perfect example. And Asta Deal is another perfect example of it. You know, I just assumed that now that um, books in Vegas are putting the AAA number on the on the board, yep. that you know that uh, we're going to have that here in Iowa, right? You're going to be able to bet on the I Cubs if you're. You know, that that's something you want to do. Randy Wayhofer convinced me that's not the right way to go about it. I now hope, and I'm all for it, uh, or at least I thought I was, for, you know, put everything up there. Yeah. If that's going to make it more enjoyable for some fans to, you know, to bet on the iCubs and then go down to the ballpark and actually watch your bet in person, watch the game live. I think Randy made an excellent point that when you're sent down, you're not sent down to Help the team win necessarily, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You're sent down to work on what the major league team uh, believes is the, maybe not the sole reason that uh, is preventing you from being a major leaguer. So they're not, if you're a pitcher, you're, you're, you're going to throw one breaking ball after another if that's it. Mm-hmm. Whatever the team wants right. you to do, what you're working on, it's not about a runner at third, one out, have to get this in so the exactly. Icons can take the lead. Right. No, they want you to work on driving the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. Not hitting a fly ball to left field, score that run. That's not what you're down yep. there to work on. It's an angle that I had never thought of Nor I. before Randy brought that up on Monday, but it's a great point. And I'm now convinced, Trent, that they shouldn't offer uh, wagering on, on the Iowa Cubs. But they will, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if... Um... I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I don't. You know what? I don't know. I think we should probably get Brian Rilko on here. Yeah. He said, you know, because I asked him the question... Well, when we had him on a couple of months ago, when when the when the law passed, is you know how are you going to handle this? And I said, Brian, I I know for a fact that the the games are on the board in in Las Vegas now, and will we follow suit here? And well, there's no reason why they can't. I think was his answer. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but I think that's the reason why they can't. Anyways, we move on to the Cubs. You know what? Let's save the Cubs. We only got right. a couple of minutes here. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are hard knocks. I was shocked. You didn't think this was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen next year when right. they got to Oakland, uh, when they got to Las Vegas. Now, they may have found a way to get in the playoffs this year, which would prevent them from being a part of it. So I guess you can't risk or you can't make it known to the Raiders, no, we're saving you for next year. Well, hang on a second. Don't you want us to make the playoffs this year? Or should we, you know, should we tank this year <laughs> for hard knocks? Tank for Tua. Here's the only thing I ask about the Raiders, and I think it's going to be spectacular because you know how I feel about Gruden. Yes. Um, he is a character. He is a character. Brown's a character. But you know who the biggest character is? And he just retired. And they have to bring him back. And I don't care what it takes, even if it's just to bring him back and you say he's going to got a legitimate chance to make the team. Mr. Skittles. Oh, Marshawn, Marshawn. Lynch has to be a part of this. Bring him back. Don't you think? I mean, wouldn't that? It's going to be fantastic TV to begin with. Even, even when it's a team that's just, you know, seemingly on paper. Remember Atlanta Falcons from a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah. Tampa Bay Bucks from a couple years ago. But you, I'm going to watch it. I'm, I mean, like, and like a lot of people, it's a Tuesday night in August, and that's getting us closer to football season. Mark Davis, his goofiness, oh, not just and the his haircut. <laughs> Haircut's awful, but he's just a weird yeah. dude. He is mm-hmm. odd. That's going to add a different layer here. And let's say a name organization. That oh, that's great. You know, the Cowboys, Cowboys twice, right? Did they go twice? I think they were one of the initial ones, and then oh, probably a decade ago. Did they? I think they've been through it twice, but that was something that was easier. Yeah, we talked well, about it. America's team. Of course, yeah, yeah absolutely want And the same thing with the Raiders. You, you go anymore, out but... to a sports bar on Sundays, you're going to see mm-hmm. Raider jerseys yes. right here. In whatever city you're in, you're going yes. to see a disproportionate number of, of Raider fans. Now, there might be a Bucks jersey. I told you about the time I saw one Jaguars jersey. I've seen one here. 
in in wildlife hmm. out at a sports bar, but there's a few of those. Mm-hmm. Raiders fans yes. all over the place. Yes. That'll sell, and it'll give us maybe another couple minutes we can talk about it the next day when we come in on Wednesday. No, I look. I at, love I'm hard knocks. A, I do too. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I can't wait for it to start. And they got a good team. It's going to be a fun. Mm-hmm. But bring Marshawn Lynch back, even if you have no no intention of putting him on the on the roster. He has got to be a part of it. Uh, he is a, he's a guy kind of like Kevin Durant, the persona I, yes, that we yes. know. You know, a lot of people well hear said. Marshawn, they think of. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Mm-hmm. That's that may, maybe for a lot of people the only time that he's heard him. Very charitable. Mm-hmm. Gives so much back to Oakland and where he grew up there in the Bay Area. Involved in and the community. A funny guy too. When you yes. listen, he's got a sense of humor. That's a great point and a great comparison with Durant. You know, we thought we knew Kevin Durant. Obviously, we didn't. And I think most mm-hmm. people's minds were changed after what we saw the other night in Toronto. But Marshawn Lynch is on that list too of misunderstood. Yes, great way to put it. Yeah. Mis- the misunderstood athletes. Let's take a break. Eddie Garcia is going to join us next. Trent, you'll be a part of it for a while till you have to duck out. Just give me the uh, signal. I'll take over from there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, Matt Rudy coming up. We'll talk uh, U.S. Open with Matt in about 25, 20 minutes. I look forward to that. And then David Kaplan at 11.20. We're Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 7.30. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. As we promised, going to preview Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. Those are magic words, and we've got one tonight. The scene is in Boston. It's St. Louis and the Bruins. The Cup is in the building, and there will be a celebration after we decide this thing. Eddie Garcia, Overnights, here on KX, and no part of Fox Sports Overnight Program. Uh, the Puck Podcast is where you can hear his work on the NHL. He's done that podcast, one of the earlier podcasts, I believe, uh, since B podcasting became all the norm, and he joins us to help us with Game Seven, Eddie Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on, Eddie Garcia. How excited are you? I'm very excited. You know, uh, I, I thought this was going to be a good matchup. It's obviously proven to be uh, very competitive, except for one game, Game Three, where Boston really took it to St. Louis. But all the rest of the games have really been competitive. Uh, even Game Six, where the Bruins won five to one, they scored four of those goals in the third period. So it was a it was a one nothing game going into the third. So. It's been a really competitive series, and I'm really excited to see it go come down to one game. And uh, honestly, I will not be surprised. Uh, well, I guess I'll say this. If, if St. Louis were to win this game in a blowout, that would surprise me. But uh, other than that, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised, I don't think, by anything I see. I think St. Louis is very capable yep, of going to Boston winning. And the Bruins, I mean, if I had to pick, if I had to put my own money on it, I'd probably pick Boston to win it. But it, it should be a very... Very fun, competitive game tonight. I'm with you. I think this is a complete toss-up. You mentioned Game 6, Eddie, and the fact that all those goals scored in the third period, four of them were, it was one nothing after two. Eddie, as I'm watching that game, honest to God, I, I thought St. Louis was the better hockey team by far for the first 40 minutes. I just thought they got goalied. I mean, Tuka Rask was unbelievable. I thought St. Louis was the better hockey team in that game, and that's crazy to say that he was 5-1. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I can't disagree with you. And I think if you look at most of the series, I think when they play five on five, St. Louis is just as good as Boston. Where things change, obviously, is the special teams. St. Louis's power play has been horrific, one for eighteen in the series, and Boston has done a lot of damage with the man advantage. So obviously, that'll be a key for tonight. But Tukarask, you mentioned him. Uh, I think clearly the favorite to win the Smythe Trophy. If Boston wins the series, and who knows, maybe if they don't, he's also the winner. We've seen that before in the Stanley Cup uh, uh, finals. Uh, I think it was John Sebastian Jaguar who last did it with the Ducks, if I remember correctly. But Tukarask is a guy who statistically has been one of the better goalies in the NHL throughout his career. Um, but, you know, in Boston, there are still a lot of people that don't believe in him. They don't think he can win the big one. Well, he's got a chance to silence all of his critics tonight with a victory. Eddie, uh, good to talk to you again. One final thing on Game 6, and the fashion that it ended up being 5-1. Ken said you thought that the Blues were, were the better team here, but as opposed to losing a heartbreaker, an overtime game, one goal game, something like that, to lose 5-1, to do you think it's easier for the Blues to bounce back here and be ready for Game 7? They'll be ready regardless, but just easier to swallow in the fashion that it went and losing by four goals. You know what? I don't think it matters, honestly. The Blues, whether it was 2-1 or 5-1, they've been incredibly resilient this postseason after losses, and they've been incredible on the road, 9-3 and on the road this playoffs, and 6-2 and following a loss this postseason. So I don't think the, the score matters. I think the Blues will be very confident going on the road, and I think they'll be very confident bouncing back from a win. We've seen Jordan Bennington, obviously their goaltender, play very well usually coming back after a loss. So I don't think the score matters, but I also don't think that it could have been 7-1. I think the Blues will be confident and ready to bounce back and confident to play on the road. They've been so good at it away from home for whatever reason, and uh, I I definitely don't think that uh, they're going to be intimidated playing at Boston. Hmm. So Dano Chara, obviously the broken giant, and there was a lot of talk, and he came back and he sat on the bench after, you know, he wasn't able to get back into the game, but the captain wanted to be out there with his teammates. I, I was shocked that there was the, the uh, as much conversation that he's not going to play again uh, in this series. He's a hockey player. Uh, you don't put your jaw on your skate, <laughs> so it wasn't going to affect his skating. Of course, Dano Chara was going to play, and he just means so much to this team. Uh, um, what will, His legacy is already cemented in my opinion, but this certainly doesn't hurt uh, what he's been able to do here since coming back and, and playing uh, with, the, with the broken John. He has to clearly be in pain. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I think as hockey fans, we unfortunately sometimes take it for granted that, oh well, they're hockey players, they're tough, they're going to be out there. Uh, I have no doubt that he's in a tremendous amount of pain. He's still doing, or trying to do post-game interviews with his jaw wired shut for crying out loud. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, but we shouldn't take it for granted. What he's doing is amazing. The amount of pain. And I know that they get medicated and whatnot as much as they can, but anytime you get jostled, I mean that he's mm-hmm. got to feel it. So, and it, you know, breathing can't be easy as well. So uh, he's been a great captain for the Bruins. He's beloved in that, in that city. He's a great, great guy on and off the ice. And yet he's a guy that no one in the league still at his advanced age, would want to tangle with as well. So he's a special player. And, uh, you know, as much as there are a lot of people out there that don't want to see the Bruins, or or I should say a team from Boston, win another championship, 
I think there are not many people out there that would feel bad to see Zdeno Char lift the Stanley Cup over his head again. Uh, very well put. Eddie, you mentioned uh, Tuka Rask, uh, Conn Smythe's uh, chances if Boston wins, and I totally agree with you. Boy, it's difficult on St. Louis to zero in on a guy. Maybe Ryan O'Reilly would be that guy right now. They've had a bunch of, you know, what I thought of as role players who have been so good this entire playoff run, then on the back end, Petrangelo, clearly not a role player. He's been outstanding. Perenko's been out of his mind. Bowmeister's playing his best hockey of the year. My point being, Eddie, uh, is if St. Louis wins tonight and if they want to give the con smite to a, uh, to a to a blue, that's tough to zero in on that guy. It is. Going into the final, it was clear, clearly Jaden Schwartz. But yeah. he's been yep. uh, He has been goalless so far in the final, and it's pretty amazing that they've gotten it to a Game 7 without him uh, finding the back of the net. Um, if he were to somehow have a hat trick or something like that, maybe he, he, you could see him winning it. I think it's got to be Jordan Bennington, though, if the Blues mm. win. Um, barring, you know, uh, some something crazy, unforeseen, like they were to win a 7-6 game or something like that, which I would be stunned if, if that was the case. But, you know, it's kind of like the goalies are, are obviously very important, and it's like quarterbacks in football. If, you know, the, the winning goaltender, it, it, more often than not, they'll find a way to get him the by trophy. But your point is well taken. Um, you know, it's been a lot of different guys stepping up uh, for St. Louis on occasion. You mentioned Ryan O'Reilly of late. He's been a guy that's really stepped forward. But, but before the final, he really hadn't done much either. So I, I'm not sure who the hero might be other than Jordan Bennington tonight for St. Louis. But uh, maybe it's Vladimir Tarasenko. He's their yeah. best and most talented offensive player. And as the cliche goes, your best players have to be their best in the biggest games. We'll see. If uh, if Tarasenko could step up tonight with a couple of big goals, mm, Eddie Garcia overnights here on Kicks and part of Fox Sports National Programming. You mentioned the be- the big uh, the best players have to uh, show up in the big games, and it doesn't get any bigger tonight. You know, Pasternak and Marshawn and company they've had their moments, but St. Louis has done a nice job against them. Uh, what is what is Barubi uh, conjured up to shut down? Maybe arguably hockey's best line. Um, for for the Bruins in in Marshawn and company, how have they been able to uh, to shut those guys down? Bergeron is terrific, but boy, the Blues have had some success against them. Yeah, I think you know you got to be physical with them. Uh, you can't let them get their space. They're excellent passers if they get room, so you got to try and cut down the angles. But yeah, I don't know if you saw the stat, Brad Marchand, who had the last time there was a Game Seven in the Stanley Cup Final. The Bruins were in it, and they won it, and Brad Marchand had two goals. Mm. And they're, they're 24-1 and in postseason games where he has scored a goal. 9-0 and That's this crazy. Year. Wow. So, obviously, if you're going to point to somebody to be a hero, you know, of course it's Tuka Rask. Of course you want to point to the goaltenders. But Brad Marchand, you know, as, as hated as he can be for some of his antics, obviously can be also a very clutch player. So if he scores a goal, uh, look out for Boston tonight. And, you know, they do have the experience. As I mentioned, the last time there was a Game 7, it involved the Bruins. And Zane Chara was on the ice, Patrice Bergeron, and Brad Marchand, David Krejci, all those guys were uh, in that game. So they've got the Game 7 experience. And Tukarask was on that team. He wasn't in net. It was Tim Thomas uh, against the Canucks. But he also has been around a team that's won a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final as well. So that's another little check mark that you have to cross off for the Bruins as far as the experience they have guys who have been in this 
big of a moment. Well, we're going to ask you how you see it here, Eddie. And the Blues, well, first of all, do you expect a physical game? The Blues seemingly have finished every single one of their checks in this series. They have punished Boston, I thought. Uh, I haven't seen the hit stats uh, as over the first six games, but I find it hard to believe that the Blues aren't hitting the Bruins in this series. Physical yeah. game tonight, Eddie, and you know we'll give you an opportunity here. You, you mentioned that you like the Blue, or you like the Bruins. If you had to pick a team, you on the Bruins in a physical game. How do you see it? Yeah, I think the Blues have to be who they are, but I, I think I'm kind of reminded. I hope I get it right of the old John Wooden saying where he said. Uh, be quick, but don't hurry. I think the Blues have to be physical, but don't be reckless. Mm. Uh, Braden Shen took a bad penalty early on in game number six. They eventually had a delay of game penalty, led to a two-man advantage. The Bruins scored a, an important goal early on. They can't be careless like that. Guys like Sammy Blay, Colton Pareko, they have to be who they are. It's it's a fine line you have to walk, but you got to hit. you got to be physical. you got to try and slow down the speed of the Bruins, but you just can't take those reckless, dumb penalties because the Bruins power play has been so good i think if the blues can hold the bruins to three or fewer goals i think they got a great shot to win if it's three or more goals for boston they're going to win because they're just i don't think st louis's offense can keep up with them if it obviously gets into a bit of a score fest so if it's a low scoring game and you look at the games the st louis has won three two four two even though they got a late empty net goal to make that look a little bit better and then two to one in game five so if it's low scoring and it's close, it favors the Blues. If it gets to be, you know, four or five goals for Boston, they're going to win the game. Uh, well put. I meant to ask you this earlier, so but I got to end on this. Are you hearing anything about Doc Emmerich as far as how much lo- he's so good? As you know, he spoils us hockey fans out there uh, with his play-by-play. Uh, how much longer do you think he's? Have you heard anything, Eddie, that he's you know leaning towards going to take a long look at maybe um, next year be his last year? I have not heard anything about that, actually. Um, and he's still on top of his game. He sure is. I mean, we've seen great broadcasters, you know, uh, who have lost something off the fastball in their later years. I don't think he has at all. And I marvel as being someone who at one time wanted to be a play-by-play guy. I sit back and I listen to him, and I just can't believe, uh, you know, the, the variety in his vocabulary hmm. and the clarity in what he says and the enthusiasm like I said, I still think he's on top of his game. I still think uh, he's got many more good years left in him. Um, so, no, I haven't heard that, and I hope uh, he still has a few more years um, you know, down the road for him because I think he's uh, one of the best in the business. And I don't just mean hockey business. I mean all of broadcasting. Yeah, he's fantastic. Eddie, thank you. Appreciate it as always. Thank you for helping us out through, uh, during the playoffs. We'll hear you overnights here on KXNO, 1460 KXNO, part of Fox Sports National Programming. Thank you, Eddie. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the Game 7. Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you. Eddie Garcia uh, joining us here. Fox Sports Overnight. You hear him uh, Monday through Friday. Well, Sunday through Thursday, I guess. Well, it's not technically. It's Monday at midnight when they go on the air. All right, we're going to switch gears. Uh, we're going to talk some golf. Trent will, hopefully he'll be finished up in time. Matt Rudy from the Golf Digest uh, will join us. We'll take a look at the uh, U.S. Open that starts tomorrow. The scene is Pebble Beach, as you know. The coverage goes uh, in the central time zone until 9 o'clock at night. Just spectacular. Watching golf in the evening on Fox on Saturday. And then again on Sunday, Matt Rudy will help us with the U.S. Open. It's Wednesday. David Kaplan is coming up. You won't miss Cappy. Cappy will join us here uh, at about 11.20 or thereabouts. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 in Hawaii. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook 
Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. The heart is a blue. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Point Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here until noon, David Kaplan coming up in about 35 minutes or thereabouts, working on Matt Rudy from Golf Digest, who we hope to join us here to get a sneak peek at the U.S. Open. Trent, as I mentioned, we talked about this earlier in the week as well, um, just being out on the West Coast, watching golf. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the, the prime time does it for you? It does. Does it not you? Uh, it depends. On what else is on? Well, and not even what else is on, just... Well, Stanley Cup will be over, and yes. Sunday we could have potentially a Game 7 in the NBA. And that would be an issue. No, it would no, be, be a huge issue by 8 o'clock, though, wouldn't no, it? No, the, the, I looked at my DirecTV guide, uh-huh. and Fox or KDSM is uh, has coverage right up until 9 o'clock. Until 9 o'clock. So but, I don't know if that's... Say you know, if they rack, shoot for finishing at eight thirty, yeah. yeah, recap, but uh, give give them the 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 trophy, couple of interviews. I don't know. You're I'm, Fox I'm not missing... executive. All right, Fox executive. There is a game seven. You you want to be done? Are you moving up tea times? Well, I don't know about that. An extra twenty minutes. Yeah, I don't know and about can that. Can you do that? As, I don't you know. know. Is there something in the books that allows that? Well, what what if it's Tiger and? I don't know anybody, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And, and they're uh-huh. they're playing the final couple of holes and they're deadlocked. Or if you're vice versa, the NBA. Well, no, you just we would s- have tipped though that that game just would have started. But no, know, it's, it's not. You know what? It starts at seven on Sunday. Oh, you'd be well into that game. Do you make the decision? Let's push this back. If you're the uh, NBA, no, nope, you maybe get away with a half hour. Nope, I don't think that. I think you let the the viewers sort it out. Yeah, they will decide. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a conundrum. Well, it's not going to matter because Toronto's going to win tomorrow. Oh, well, well, yeah. What are we even talking about? This? All right, let me get out my phone. Find well, here's my app. what worries me, Trent, about this. And you know, when everybody's going one way, go the other. You go the other way. There's a lot of love for the Raptors tomorrow. There a is a ton of love. I've heard pretty fifty fifty though Have for you? the most part. The, I just assume back in Oracle, when yes. one for Durant, that the Golden State love would be overwhelming. That narrative is out there, and I just I can't wrap my mind around Nor that at I. all. Nor can I. I told you before the show today, if this was such a big deal, why didn't they win what could have been the last game in Oracle Game 4? Right. Yeah, precisely. I mean, that was a perfect way to do mm-hmm. that. And they got beat by Toronto. Toronto's just a better team. I think they are, too. I think they are, too. This is a bad matchup for Golden State. Mm-hmm. Look, um, Curry, Thompson, they're... Absolutely capable of taking a team, any team, on their shoulders and, right. and getting them across the finish line. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Trent. I'm. I just think it's going to end tomorrow for whatever reason. I think. Gonna I don't up, think we're huh? going to get a game six. I'm leaning or game that, seven rather that direction with you. That that's and where what's I'm the heading. number? It's tighter than I thought it would be. It opened uh, three and a half or four, depending on what shop you're looking at. It's been now one and a half, two, kind of bouncing yeah. back and forth there. So the money came in right away in Toronto. Yes. I was uh, listening to a gambling podcast last night, and Imagine that's one that. thing. That, <laughs> shocker, right? And that was one thing that they mentioned is the Sharps right away when they saw that. Three, and there are a lot of people not just grabbing the three and a half and four, but mm-hmm. jumping on the money line at mm-hmm. that price, which is much more substantial. I've been off on this series, though. I don't think I've got one right yet. Well, I will have Sharps. <laughs> I mean, Me. seriously. Me. I'm a Sharp. Yeah, but you don't bet enough. That's true. 
Um, you, you're good, but you don't bet enough, and I hope, I hope you don't. I'm no, encouraging never. you to bet more. <laughs> well, I'm I, sorry, hon. Uh, Ken said I have to start wagering more. Yeah. Well, one of my you're favorite, like one of those lobbyists. I had two of my grandpa's lines who taught me to gamble, who taught me to read the racing for him. Um, it's time to get even or even worse when the last race came around, uh-huh. and the more you bet, the more you win. <laughs> We're two, two of his all-timers. Two adages to live yes. by. Yes. Grandpa Miller back in the, I don't know, 60s and 70s when he's teaching his oldest grandson. <laughs> love that. Yeah, I, I do. I love it. It's time to get even or even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Been there a time yeah. or two. But but back to my point, though, will there be sharps I would staked out so. at Prairie or in Jefferson or pick your casino yeah. around the, uh, the state that when a line gets set that they very quickly attack it either way? I wonder. We, we know they'll be degenerates. That'll be oh, there of course. regardless. But somebody that the shop will consider right away. And listen. Their opinion matters. Absolutely does. I'm glad you went there because that's where I was going there. Mm-hmm. Sharps is, it's, it's a good word. You, every book wants that guy or guys so when you put up a number, they will give you their opinion right off the bat and back it up with money, mm-hmm. and then you can adjust your line. Or if they don't, if they don't play that game, pretty good chance you got the number right. Yes, yeah, they, they do not see the viability there. There's going to be people there, I'm sure that will let them move it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if at, at every casino. Is no, it, I think does it certainly become, here. Does it be? Yes, yeah, because population base. I mean, there's right. Well, 700,000 people. What will be people. the? Um, I mean, this is going to just going to run away handle wise as far as how much um, volume that they do. What will be second? Riverside over in by Iowa City. You know, it's south of Iowa City, so it's quite a drive from Cedar Rapids. Okay, um, what's Quad the one cities? on I eighty? The one that's relatively new before you get to the. It's before you get to Iowa City. When you're coming back from Chicago, you've just left the uh, the toll road, and you're on I-80, and it would be on the, trying to get my directions right, the Iowa City side of the road, south side of the road. Okay. I don't even, I can't. It's pretty new. Is it close to the Quad Cities? No. I don't the, think so. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? It might be Council Bluffs. Oh, there's your answer. Because you got yes. Omaha, Omaha, another 700,000 you know people over there. Shame on me. Yes, that's the answer. And you know what? They may. Could beat us. They, they, they may rival Prairie. Yeah. Because Altoona is still a hike for people mm-hmm. on the western side. Well, you're going to have to get in your car. You're not going to be able to bet online if you're an Omaha resident. That's You're going to other... have to get in your car and cross the bridge. And that's a You are. Do you think they're going to have like a, you know, they have the, on Big Hills, the semi pull-off? Lane, if, if the semis are yes. having the, they're going to have yes. that just past the uh, past the border, <laughs> right? Gambling, just people sitting on their phone, uh-huh. free wi- Wi-Fi beat service the, there. Yeah, beat the geo, beat the geo fencing because you're in the state of Iowa. You can you can. Be- I wonder if they'll allow. That's another Brian Relco question. Will yeah, they have to because if you and I are in Vegas, we can open up an account as yes. an Iowan. Yep. We just once we leave the state of Iowa, the app shuts down. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, Nebraska residents will be able to. Nebraska is never going to get sports wagering. You told me this. It's before. never going to happen. They are just. They just. Um, the church is too powerful. Much like now, Utah is the number one non-starter for states. Mm, Nebraska is not far behind. Really? Yeah. Nebraska's what is there? Far. Probably about ten states that probably in the end won't. Hawaii is one of them. Uh, you can't bet on horses online in Georgia, in either the Carolinas. Really? Uh, yep. Um, so those would be the ones There's that you'd four, point at. Yeah, there were 40 of the 50 states you could. There were 10, and I don't remember the entire list. But those ones I just named are, are clearly on there. 
But yeah, Nebraska Council Bluffs going to do a lot of handle. Yes, Council they are. Bluffs going to do a big, big business. And Caesars just bought one of those properties, and William Hill was over there. Mm-hmm. They're got their walking papers. Sioux City, decent size, probably not up there. Mm-hmm. Emmitsburg, small. Yeah, Emmitsburg. Yeah, sadly, it's not you know closer to the to I thirty five. Right, and the one on I thirty five there in Northwood, that one probably will do some good business for Minnesota. Think, We've yep, talked about that think, in the past. Yeah. Dubuque will be good. Mm-hmm. We get people on both sides of the border there, but outside of Dubuque, there isn't a huge population. What, base what over about there. Clinton? Because is Clinton not is it relatively close to Illinois or yeah, it's on the Illinois border, but right. it's south. It's quite a way south, and again, not a ton of population around there. There's some. Mid-size Iowa towns. So, is there area? a Clinton, Iowa, and a Clinton, Illinois? Excuse me for my I don't Canadian so. showing. I don't believe so. So, it isn't like one side of the towns in Illinois. It's not like I've been East to Clinton. Dubuque. I've been to the property there. Uh, Wild Rose. That's a nice place. Yeah, never been out there. Yeah, been there. Oma David be. Johnson coming up here in what a uh, little, hopefully less than two months. I'll be making my trip around Iowa and open up accounts all over the place. You're gonna do it. Eh, a couple at least. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Next you time I go home. Rides. I'll be stopping in Northwood. Next time I'm in Iowa City, I'll be stopping at Riverside. Next time I'm... So is Northwood and, corporately owned? Do they have a gambling company on their name? I don't know. I think so. But off the top of my head, I can't think of what it is. It's the top of Iowa casino. Who owns it? Or if it's just a singular yeah, it's, it's place. not Caesars top of Iowa or something. Let's see here. Top of Iowa. Welcome Center. That is not what I'm looking for. Diamond Joe. It's a Diamond Joe, which there are a few Diamond Joes mm-hmm. around, so mm-hmm. that is their corporate relationship there. Getting here, folks. It'll be here it in is. August at some point, so that's what, a month and six weeks or thereabouts away. Uh, at least if everything goes according to plan, that is going to be on the table. David Kaplan is going to be on your radio. He's coming up in about 25 minutes. Look forward to catching up with Cappy. Hopefully we can run down Matt Rudy, get him in here to opine on the U.S. Open. If not, uh, we'll muddle our way through. As Brooks Kepka goes for three straight U.S. Opens. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.